Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. I am Whitney, and today I have with me Sarah, Kathleen, Catherine, and Claudette. How are you doing, ladies? Hello, doing awesome. great, feeling great. Awesome, feeling confident. Hello, everyone. Feeling confident. <laughs> it's Happy International <laughs> Women's Day today. Obviously, when it's a beautiful it, day, it will not be, but we've got beautiful women on this podcast, so we've got to celebrate it. Absolutely. Yeah. The day we recorded this was International Women's Day. And we are going to be having a conversation today about confidence, what it takes to feel confident, what it takes to actually be confident. Is there a difference between feeling and being confident? What kinds of things does it take to put you in a place where you're not feeling confident. So when I think of confidence, I don't think of it necessarily, well, I guess it could be, but for me, I don't see it as an overarching thing. I have confidence or lack of confidence sort of situationally. There may be others who feel it more globally, but for me, I feel it more situationally. There are things and areas that I feel extremely confident in, And then others where I'm dipping my toe into the water or it's something new and have to take a step back and say, I don't have the confidence in this now, but at some point I will. And so over the past weekend, I participated in the Tony Robbins event, Unleash the Power Within. And one of the speakers actually said something that I wanted to share. A young man who was born without legs, one arm and a partial uh, second arm. And he is now a speaker, an international speaker. He has been a wrestler and a bodybuilder despite his physical limitations and He simply just described confidence as this. He said it's a skill, it's a muscle, and it's something that we have to cultivate. And I think people tend to think that I will do something when I'm confident rather than you do the thing and the confidence comes from that, right? So let's open this up Mm -hmm. for discussion If you've got something that you'd like to share, I'm particularly interested. I'm going to just be curious here. I'm interested in knowing who's had a situation or a time in their lives when they did not feel confident. They had a lack of confidence. And what did you do to turn that around? 
the first thing that popped up into my head, I feel like I need to share it because it just popped in, was the first time I ever gave a speech when I was running for office was the time that I did not feel confident whatsoever. And I literally froze. Like I hadn't gone to college. I was running for office for two towns in the county I lived in. I was a newcomer. I was young, you know, like people didn't, I was under 30. And just, I didn't have the credibility in the community. There were so many things. Like I even had to look up what a Republican and Democrat was before I registered to run as one or the other, because that's how green I was. And so when I first, my first speech, there was more than a hundred people in this room and I was running against a college professor, you know, like she was well-spoken, well-educated and well-known in the community, a little older than me. And I was beside myself. I couldn't even see my notes. My hands started shaking. It's because I was not confident. And no matter how many times I had read the speech over and over and over, I still wasn't confident. I wasn't confident that I I didn't believe I was worthy to be there. I didn't believe that I should have been there. Like there was all confidence comes from, from my perspective is the belief within ourselves to be able to do whatever comes our way. And if we're not confident in that, that shows, it comes out. So I get up to the podium, my body's shaking. I'm sweating like I just got out of a pool. <laughs> like I... <laughs> Like it was horrible. I looked down and I froze. I couldn't see my notes. I couldn't speak clearly. It was the worst. I don't even know how many minutes it was. It must've been 20 minutes. It was probably an hour and a half of the, the people who were listening. I couldn't run fast enough to get out of that room. I might've said this, this story before, but that's the first indication of like, that is extreme lack of confidence and from my perspective where I was, you know, and I can bring it back to like recently I went skiing over the, for a week in Northern Maine and it was like the best time ever, but it was one of the most challenging hills there is in in the Northeast. And I was skiing confidently. Like I believed in myself. I was confident in myself that I was skilled enough to be on the black diamonds, to be on the double black diamonds, that I had this belief. And then we get to the top of one where it just drops, like literally drops straight down. And I felt my stomach turn. I'm like, okay, maybe this is not the right one for me today, or maybe it is. So I stand there for a bit and say, do I really need to challenge myself here? Or is it okay to just go to the the single black diamond, not this double black diamond. So I chose to go to the single because I had nothing to prove. It's about having fun and being confident with where I was, not having to do anything for someone else. So I just, those are the comparisons of being able to fly freely down this mountain and feel great versus, you know, having to go home and take another shower. Because- you know, Kathleen, I'm curious though, because you ran for office. What was it that prompted you to do that? You know, most people wouldn't even have the confidence to do that. Maybe it was on a dare. I don't know. But most people wouldn't have, if they felt the way you felt at the speech, wouldn't have filed the papers to do that in the first place. So I'm just curious. 
Yeah, you know, I can be thankful to my children's dad. You know, like actually we were business owners in the community and we were at a legislative breakfast and there was some tax proposals that were happening that we didn't agree with. And our then elected official looked as if he was sleeping while this intensive debate was happening. And as we left that place, my husband at the time turned to me and said, you have to run for office. I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) I don't. I'm like, I don't even like what? And he's like, you could win. And so he had the confidence in me that I could win. He knew he couldn't win. He said that, but he knew that I could. And so, yeah, long story, but I actually did the research I needed to do. I did it. And I, I made the choice in the end to say, okay, listen, I can't be any worse than looking like I'm sleeping. You know, I can't be any worse. At least I know what the tax proposals are and what, you know, I'll be engaged. And let's go a little further. I had an interest in protecting people. I had an interest in domestic violence issues and child support. And because when my mom did finally leave my birth father, he never paid a dime in child support. You know, domestic violence was part of my childhood. So I had other issues that I wanted to see be elevated. So I had enough interest that whether I was smart enough or good enough to be there, I had enough drive to want to do it. So I did it. And did you win that race or did you I did. give another speech? See, oh, awesome. <laughs> he did. He did. So, you know, that's again, all, all of that is such a, an amazing journey from 1994 is when I ran for office. I won every election that I had run for, except for my last election when I ran for a higher office and lost by under 200 votes. But what that all did for me was gave me the confidence to be here today, to be able to speak fluently, to be a speaker, to be, you know, like, had I not done any of that, I'm not so sure I'd even gone to college as an adult. So, you know, it all works to my favor and to the universe's favor or in the universe's favor for me being willing to stand up at that podium and look like a complete idiot. Because I did. You're absolutely right. All of those things are opportunities for learning and growth and stepping out of our comfort stones, right? Absolutely, Catherine. I love that you shared the quote earlier about confidence being like a muscle that you build. I actually wrote that down earlier when I was thinking through some confidence you know, what confidence means and how we, we obtain it, right? I don't know that it's something we're just naturally born with, right? We obtain it, we build it, like we build or train a muscle. And like Kathleen was talking about, you know, it's getting out of our comfort zone, doing things that where we feel fear at some level, right? Where we feel uncomfortable, And regardless of what the outcome, you step into that, even though you're afraid, you're uncomfortable, you don't feel like enough, or you're deserving, or you're worthy, or it's going to all fall apart, or whatever the story is, you just step into it. And those moments build confidence alone, because we make it through, right? Regardless of what the outcome is in life, we get handed these opportunities to keep stepping out of our comfort zone and into things. You know, for me, you know, this podcast alone, being someone who has 
had fear around speaking up and using my voice. This podcast really gives me such great uh, opportunity and and pleasure into stepping into that. Like probably most episodes, I always get those nervous jitters up front and just continue to step into it. Or like years ago, I decided I wanted to do the yoga teacher certification course, just deepen my knowledge. I love yoga and to just really deepen my knowledge around it, around my own practice. And then I found that I really love teaching because part of the course was teaching, but there was a part of me that didn't feel like worthy and deserving to be a yoga teacher. Like, you know, I wasn't enough. I didn't have the right like body or, you know, and I didn't know I didn't have enough knowledge or I wasn't flexible enough or I couldn't hit this posture at this level yet or whatever the stories I would run. But I found also that I was a great teacher and that, and I really enjoyed teaching and guiding people through an experience. And anyway, I decided I'm going to teach yoga. And so I taught for like five years and it was a great joy. And also a moment of stepping into building that confidence, even though I was afraid. And I really grew. I mean, it's a specific moment. I can remember really feeling sort of the growth happening in my world by just stepping into that. Can I just add that just as you were talking, Catherine, I realized really what I missed to answer the question that you had asked Whitney is that what made you do it, even though you didn't have the confidence. And I believe today, as I look back, anything I've ever done that pushed me, whether I was confident in doing it or not, was the passion I had about it. How much passion did I have? I had enough passion around several issues that I was willing to step out of my comfort zone. It reminds me of, again, in UPW, there's a a comment about the things that we'll do, right, for the right reason. And one of those reasons is passion. You've got to have this underlying why. Looking out for other people, saving other people, right? And if someone were to ask me if I would, you know, run into a burning building on any day of the week, I would say, no, I'm not running into a burning building just because, right, on a dare or something like that. But if my child was in there or your child was in there, if there was a compelling enough reason, first of all, I probably wouldn't stop to think about it, I would just do it. And then afterwards, stop to think about what made me do that. But I think you're absolutely right to take action when we are feeling fear with or feeling without confidence. If there is a compelling enough reason behind it, we'll take the action. And then again, it becomes the more you take the action, the more you become confident in taking action in general and then action in particular areas specifically. It, it, it can that. be just like day-to-day action too, just throwing yeah. it out. It doesn't even have to be some big deal thing like, be, you know, like for me, a yoga teacher. I mean, just day-to-day for me, feeling confident is taking care of my body, moving it, you know, 30 minutes a day, you know, feeding it nutritious, delicious foods, right? Like those things on the day-to-day basis also help me personally build confidence, feel 
good in my own skin, feel strong, feel empowered, get that energy out in this sort of high vibrational way. And those, those, you know, moving my body, especially even if it's like throwing on a a really good song for five minutes, like just helps me build confidence sort of in the day to day because it'll get rattled, right? Depending on what's getting thrown at us and what's happening. So having these little rituals and just these little action steps, because we might not even feel like doing it that day, right? But you just do it anyway. And it's small things in the day-to-day you can find that has you step in into it. I think you were going to say something, Claudette. Maybe not, but I, th- I feel like- I was, were. that's all, it's all good. For me, you know, people, there's just a big discussion on, I just don't have the confidence. What comes with that is I can't do it. You know, I just- I don't think I could do this. I don't think I could do that. And I've heard a lot of you, you know, all of you say something about little steps. And to me, it's like this. You can't go through a drive-thru and pick up confidence. You know, you actually can't even read a book and get it. But what you can do is instead of, if you sense a a lack of confidence, all it is is an indicator that you don't know something. You haven't had an experiential knowledge of it. You don't know it. Could be a belief that is blocking you from moving forward. But I look at it this way. You don't go out and handle a tiger until you've trained to be able to handle the tiger. So to me, confidence is stepping into a state of being and preparing for what you're doing. Just like you mentioned yoga, where you had classes you took to be able to become a yoga teacher, right? And as you did it, the confidence is built then. And then you step into the state of being a yoga teacher. You know, so Mm -hmm. to me, confidence is something through action that we get. And, you know, lack of confidence many times comes from a lack of knowledge or comparing. Like, you know, when you get up there and you're doing whatever, and then you start going, but I haven't, done this as long as these other people, I haven't been as around as much, I haven't, whatever. And comparison is a trap. And so just stop it because what happens, especially if you're getting up in front of people, they will have mercy on you as long as you are authentic and sincere in what you're doing. They will, you know, and you can even mess up and they'll be wanting you to succeed, right? Like, they'll be like, yes, you can do this. And that's the beautiful thing about being vulnerable, right? So confidence to me is a construct that we build. So, you know, if you use your imagination, the construct, I mean, I'm expanding my programs, right? And so the construct I'm building is going to be able to to handle what I'm building. And then I can step into it and I'm taking as much time as it takes. You know, I don't think I'm too late. I don't think I'm behind. I'm taking as long as it takes for me to step into that experiential way of being to expand everything. And I think this is something we're too hard on ourselves. We might not give ourselves enough time to step into being confident. We criticize ourselves and we run around canting all over ourselves. Instead of I can't do it, I can do it. And just understand that infinite intelligence dwells in you. And you can learn anything if you get out of the I can't and into the I can. 
and you just break everything down into small little steps, you learn it, and then you step into being confident about that thing. So that's, to me, that's what it is. And it's just preparation, right? Just preparing and gaining that confidence. Because the more you get better at something, the more confident you are that you can do it. But confidence is not, a lack of confidence is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just an indicator that there's space to grow. That's it. So that's my thoughts on it. Absolutely. I have to thank my brother. I know that's probably not what you guys were expecting me to say. But when I think of confidence, I think of my brother who was four years older than me. And so I was the little sister. And generally with that four-year gap meant I was annoying. It was just below the level of where he was. So I almost anything I did was just showing up. I was annoying. However, he kept me around a lot and did lots of cool things with me. And one of the things that he instilled in me is you have to keep trying. And so it is, it was, and it is a muscle that I work on developing. Um, he is huge about adventure and doing things that were adrenaline rushes, etc. And so as this tag along, I was always having to step into that. I don't have the confidence what the heck's going on. And most often was scared out of my mind <laughs> and screaming and, you know, saying I didn't want to do it, but, but he helped me push through. And then he would always say, go and do it again. And so that's kind of my rule of thumb. When I'm really nervous about something, I jump in and I do it. I know that I'm probably going to go in wailing and arms flailing and not happy about it in the moment and really uncomfortable. But I come out of it, accept the experience that it was. And then I always tell myself, I'm going to do that again. Because I know the second time around is going to be better. And I guess the best example I could give you is parasailing. I was terrified of parasailing. I wanted to do it. I took the adventure at hand and I got up in the air and I almost stopped breathing. I literally forgot how to breathe. I was in, I was in the air. I was by myself. And now I'm like... Oh, 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 oh having to tell myself to breathe because I was literally terrified in the moment. And then I had to relax. And that would be the second thing my brother always said, relax, relax, Sarah, relax into it. Re let it happen in the moment, right? So I started to take in the beauty of everything that was around me. I started telling myself, take a breath, one breath at a time, talking myself through it. And I got down and back on the boat and enjoyed the fact that it was an absolutely amazing view. I'd never seen the beach from that side of the ocean in the air before, maybe in a plane way higher, but not on that level. Um, and I was able to be scared of falling in the water and dipping into a shark bite, right? <laughs> that I was going to fall in and then sharks were going to come and attack me and life would be over. But the confidence comes in doing it again and again and, and exercising that muscle. So I will go parasailing again. You can hold me to it. And I know I'm not going to be as scared next time. And I won't forget to breathe next time. I'm going to remember that too. And so I think sometimes we 
have to remember to continue to try and continue to build that muscle in whatever it is we might be lacking confidence in. So I love that I'm giving a shout out to Scott King for being the best big brother ever and teaching me at an early age what confidence was all about. And that was getting out there and trying again until you build the muscle, until you're an expert at it. He was a great so brother. Big bro- shout out to big brother. I love <laughs> that you also brought up taking in, in that moment, still the beauty of it all around you and of the situation and, you know, like the gratitude, I thought it made me remember how important gratitude is in the process of life and whatever life is handing us, right? I, and confidence builds from there with how we sort of get through the different paths of life and being grateful. I don't think we pay enough attention to our accomplishments in the day-to-day. I am hit or miss with mine, but someone talked a couple years ago about keeping an accomplishment journal and writing in it, you know, pick a day a week and writing in it, reflecting in it, but, you know, celebrating in those moments, you know, it's just stepping into it and that, you know, being able to reflect on that and there's meditation that you can do or you do reflect on your triumphs and your wins and your successes and getting through challenge and being okay and like having this knowing that regardless, everything's going to be okay. And that helps ground me in my confidence, sort of the, you know, digging into like knowing my values, knowing what I stand for has helped me hugely And also my faith and the spirituality being grounded in that and times when I really need to like dig in and step into my power and step into that confidence, you know, having that that faith and that grounding that I will persevere, everything will be okay. And that helps me with building that confidence muscle and sort of the day to day. You know, I totally agree, Catherine. Isn't it a state of mind? I think you said that, Claudette, as well. Like, confidence can be a state of mind. If we're lacking it in the moment, you know, some people are hopping on a rebounder and doing breathing exercises to regain confidence in the moment. Or some people are going into a power pose to gain confidence in a moment. Uh, Or some people are singing or dancing to gain confidence in a moment. Think about how people prepare for sports games. They're pumping themselves up and creating confidence in the moment. Exactly. You know, and and I want to say a couple of things. One was, Sarah, you talked about acceptance and the, the accepting the moment, accepting where you are in the journey. And I think this goes back to what Claudette said, which is, you know, early on, we are all novices before we're experts, right? Every expert at something was a beginner at some point and didn't know anything didn't know how to do something. Even if you read a book, you probably had some butterflies or some concerns about how you would do something that you think you know the steps to, but until you actually do it, there still isn't that knowing that you can. And ultimately the confidence is that knowing that your ability to trust yourself 
to complete a process. And the way you get there is to continually show yourself that you can do that. And so I, you know, I want to ask, before we get ready to wrap up, Kathleen, I want to ask this question going back to your speech. I'm assuming you gave another speech. You ultimately won that race. You gave another speech. I'm assuming the second speech was different than the first time, because if you kept not giving the speech, then no one would have heard you speak and know your platform. So... Whitney, I have to tell you, no one would want to hear that speech again, <laughs> including myself. And yes, there were many speeches and what, what helped me develop that skill, that, that confidence is that on the House floor, we get up and we present bills to the other members of the House. And then we get up and, and you know, propose amendments and you know, speak our piece on any particular bill so where we can convince other people that they should or should not vote for something. And the one, there was one thing, speaking of Women's Day here, there was, um, I was, when I was sitting on appropriations, there, I, part of my budget was the Vermont Commission on Women. And there was already a governor's hotline. There was already, and I couldn't under, like as a woman, as an independent, strong woman, I could not understand why there would be a commission on women when we have other means already. So it was like a duplicative effort, but just in name, we had a commission on women and then it cost a lot of money to have this program and this. And so I did my homework. I did just as what every one of you said. I did my homework. I did the research. I found out how much every person cost. I found out how long it'd been there. I I figured out how many programs actually served women. Like I did every step there was. So to build my confidence, to be able to get up on the house floor, to make a recommendation as a woman to eliminate the vision of Commission on Women, it ended up passing to eliminate it because... I had done my homework and I was confident enough that I wasn't hurting another woman. I was saving money and reallocating those funds to save a child in a different way. So I building those, the confidence around speaking, I definitely, I won four elections and uh, I'm a speaker today. And I think it served me well to get up on that podium, not on the podium, but get up to the podium and so was I, probably, this- I probably would have done better if I was on the podium because it was just <laughs> awful. <laughs> but you just got out back on the horse, so to speak, on the podium, just kept taking steps moving forward. I didn't have a choice. You didn't think didn't. you did a good job. You got elected. Yeah, this but there's 100 people point. versus two towns. You know, yeah, there wasn't well, many people there. <laughs> and yeah, Friday, it, doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. it doesn't matter. And my thing is, you know what? You weren't sleeping. Yeah. So, you know, just taking an action, it might not be the best thing. You might not want to repeat that speech, but you got elected and you kept getting reelected. Yeah. So that's just something. I just want to say too, because I think you also brought up a great point, Kathleen, is you also got yourself ready with data. You did the analysis, you did numbers, you got yourself confident in the data. And so there, it takes work building 
confidence, right? And handling situations, Claudette, you mentioned it for your own business. You're building out a process and you're going to step into it confidently because of all the work and research and data building and testing that you're doing for your business. It takes time to build that confidence. So it ain't easy, right? It's not like it takes time to build that, but numbers and data, like spreadsheets and testing and, you know, like all of that is, is powerful. Uh, the analytical part, the quantitative part to certain situations, especially in business or whatever is very important. And cause it, a lot of that stuff, that data stuff doesn't lie. And that gets you even more passionate in your mission, whatever that looks like. So I want to ask you guys to just give me one tip. If you were talking to someone, which you are, to our our listener, you got one piece of advice for one tip to improve confidence from wherever you are, whatever the situation, what would that be? Sarah? I would say step into your certainty, identify your voice in the situation, and, and use confidence to achieve the goal that you're going after. So being certain, not being uncertain, and not, being, not playing small or low. So being certain creates confidence. I like that. Claudette. I think confidence should be approached as an adventure, and, you know, fun. Let's start having fun, everyone. Let's stop taking ourselves so dang seriously and acting like we're already defeated before we start. Let's get very curious about things, curious about how, because within us is a power to expand beyond our comprehension. And so let's get really curious about that and start building You can even visualize them as little rooms to step into to do this well. Like I'm doing e-commerce. I've never done that before. I don't exactly know what I'm going to run into, but I'm excited because it's an adventure. And when you look at it as an adventure, failure is not so, you know, not as scary. Do it in a way where you can lower your risk and, and then know that you can learn. And those that persist and grow and learn are the people that succeed. And so just that's step into the construct of confidence and create it and do what you need to do to gain that confidence. Don't expect it to just drop down from the sky. That's not how it works. Catherine. Yeah. So Sarah mentioned certainty. So for me, knowing what I stand for, knowing how I'm showing up in this world, knowing what my mission is, knowing what my values are, knowing what I want in situations, that helps me build certainty and helps drive my actions for, you know, how I want to show up. So, which helps drive my confidence by how I'm showing up in this world. I love it. Kathleen. Specifically for the population that I serve as those who are moving through a sudden loss of a child, I would say one step at a time. Focus one step at a time, which will be build confidence to face your fears, to face your limiting beliefs, to face whatever that is preventing you from living a full life. Just focus on that one step. 
on a situation. And follow through on it. <laughs> Absolutely follow through. So get started, follow through, be certain. I would say that I would take the time to separate out if you're feeling a lack of confidence, see if it's situational, right? Or if it's overall, is it global or is it situational? And I think there's a difference because it goes back to to Claudette's point about it being a state of being. If you have a lack of confidence overall as a state of being, there are things that you can do to help you in your change your mindset around that. If it's about a situation, right, then it really becomes this thing that we're talking about and building the muscle, taking action and building a muscle. But I want to address in my closing sort of this universal idea of lack of confidence and to get you to stop and think about all the things that you have succeeded in already, right? And if you're saying, well, I haven't done anything, I haven't succeeded in anything, I would challenge you to go to the simple things. You brush your teeth every day, I'm assuming. That's an accomplishment. I mean, if you have to get down to that level of the things that you do. Taking a shower. Taking a shower. Absolutely. Walking, talking, reading, that you went to school, that you graduated from kindergarten or, you know, whether or or a PhD, it doesn't matter. There are things that you are doing each and every day that you're successful in. And if you start stacking the feelings of accomplishment that you have about that, that's how you can build a overall state of confidence in addition to the actions that you take to do things on a case-by-case basis. So, I just want to uh, challenge you to think about it, know what your strengths are, know what your talents are, trust that you have gotten wherever you are right now, succeeding at things along the way. So you have every reason to be confident and just continue to build on that. So we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful day. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.